Do you ever try to start an opening of a podcast with a mouthful of sushi? You might be having a moderately <laughs> mediocre Monday. Hello and welcome to the Moderately Mediocre Podcast, episode 7. I We are your co-hosts, Richard and... TJ. And we've also got our good old boy... The Peanut Gallery. Crack canoe. Woo! Yay. Um, <laughs> don't sound so fucking excited. Jesus. Sorry. Wow. Um, What's new? Ooh, I, I just got off, like, literally just got off work. Um, I'm kind of tired. It was a much busier day than expected. Uh, there's a lot going on in St. John right now where there's, like, four massive events going on. Still. Um, still. Uh, there's the Mem Cup. There's concerts. There's... Because of the Memorial Cup? Because, yeah. yeah. There's, okay. Let, let's be real. There's a lot of stuff going on in St. John because of the Mem Cup. For those of you who do not know, the Mem Cup is, like... Uh, Crack it explain. <laughs> Help. Uh, it is the top three teams in junior hockey playing a tournament uh, between themselves with one host city. So it's like a little four-team tournament at the end of the junior season in Canada. Yeah, and St. John was like host. host is the host city this time, which is really really nice. Uh, it's a big event for St. John, big event for us. We're all clearly massive hockey fans. I know all of the sports and all of the things. Yeah, hockey is really great. Um, Do the things, get the point. It's it's about getting pucks deep. (laughs) All all four lines banging. Um. Oh my god, the amount of times that... I've like laughed so hard this past season from watching hockey with you. It's See? Ridiculous. It's entertaining. I'm gonna choke on these stupid noodles. Title of your sex tape. Oof. Large oof. Sorry. Oof. <laughs> so, um. You're starting this time because I started last time. Yeah, but I only asked you what was new with you. I don't care what's new. No, I'm kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> what's new with you? What's new with you guys? What's going on? Um, now I feel like I'm put on the spot. I don't. <laughs> I don't do well. You asked for this. I know. I know. What's new with you? Um, today I so we're recording not on a Monday. Oops, sorry guys, but uh, we never record on Mondays. Not anymore. Yeah, we used to. We did once. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. So this is what nine o'clock at night right now, and sorry. That's equivalent to the amount of my brain cells that are left. Is in they were released from that can, actually. Same thing with the CO two. So I'm not responsible for any cognition right now. I was like nine was like a better number than I thought you were gonna throw out there. So nine. Nine out of nine brain cells. No, I said it was nine o'clock. Oh, I thought you were saying that you have nine brain cells. Wait a minute. I said it was nine p.m. Wait, how many brain cells do you have? I don't know. Now I'm confused. 
basically, uh, I'm tired as fuck. And very, very long week. Very, very long day. Very, very... Very... I feel like we're all kind of in the same boat. But... Got to go see a fun jazz night last night. That was really awesome. <laughs> we, I really wish you were you were there. Cracked canoe. Yeah. You you would have liked it. You would have loved it. Would have been it. great. I got to work until twelve thirty instead. Yeah, that's Yay. that's good fun. Uh, we we all had to forcibly leave the city market because there was a gas leak that could have potentially exploded. So mm-hmm. we all got to go outside where a DJ was playing. So we all danced in the street. It was. It was actually, that was fun. It was actually kind of fun. And then they called us out for only participating in the dance uh, outside. Because why, would, why would we dance the when there's alcohol inside? Well, yeah, and it was a little foggy. <laughs> Shocked. Shocked. Welcome to St. John. Anyway. Um, anything else exciting going on with you? Well, actually, this is going to tie in exactly to my topic. Whoa! Hold on to your seats, ladies and gentlemen, because we're about to get into it. Um, Let's this past it. week... I went for a walk with Luna, and we went um, to like the south side of the building or whatever. And have we ever explained that Luna is a very, very tiny little white dog for anyone listening? No, we actually haven't. We've never gotten into it. Yeah, Luna is a four-pound t- four toy poodle. If you're interested, she has an Instagram that I don't ever post on anymore um, called Luna's Landscapes. Don't, don't post that. <laughs> don't say that if you don't post. I mean, then they can see what she looks like. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, she's, uh, she's a little shit sometimes, but she's our little shit. And she's the mascot of this podcast, I think. I think that's pretty accurate, you know? Yeah. I'm gonna eat this last fish sushi if you're not gonna... Yeah, that's fine. You gonna eat it? No. Alright. There's plenty left. Is there? Yeah. Anyway, how does it, how does it tie into your story? So Luna and I are out for a walk, and we are going, like, we were right across the street from the, um the liquor store okay and there's this woman and she was walking up the street so i was walking like like perpendicular to where she is okay and so i was walking towards her she was walking away she had a really cute little skirt on and it was like super nice and super windy almost so you can only imagine how the skirt acts in the wind nice and i walk past this guy who's walking past like in my direction away from her I guess he had caught her eye. No, she had caught his eye. She had caught his eye. And so she was like not paying any attention, living her best life. And this man almost got whiplash. I swear to fuck. (laughs) He he twisted his neck around in a way that I didn't even think was even natural. And continued to stare at her as he walked down the road. Uh, Less nice, but like hilarious. Super less nice, but like I was like that could be my topic for the podcast this week. So is is the topic... Rubbernecking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were going at like the sexism, like no, looking no, at no. attractive women, looking at skirts flying in the wind. No, it's rubbernecking. It's rubbernecking. As just a, as a general term, because it's, it's ridiculous that like, I, like I got to thinking like, how, why? Why does this man put so much effort into looking at a woman that he barely knows? And yes, she's attractive or whatever, but like, what, what, what? Like, unless they knew each other, of course. It's, which not, I, it's not every day you get to see an ass blowing in the wind. I guess not. <laughs> I mean, St. John, you stick around long enough, I'm sure you'd find something on some corner. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, shit. It's not what I meant. It's not what I meant. I meant like the actual, like, the, Jermaine is always 
breezy. Okay. <laughs> Digging myself a hole. All you right. are digging yourself a bit of a hole. Um, so we're just gonna go back into into the I don't want to say history, but I feel like this is how I always start my topics. Is just I bring up a concept or a word, and then I go back into looking up what are that you going word into, means. Okay, I was gonna say, are you going into the history of like literally looking at people because they're attractive? Because that's I feel like that's just human nature. Okay. Yeah. It. A little bit, yeah, but I'm okay. not actually going into that. Per okay, se. It's you're, just like, you're doing you're doing the term rubberneck. The term rubberneck. Cool, 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 cool. And you know, I I really, really tried to find instances where there was like reports of like people injuring themselves from walking into things I've, I've, by rubberneck. I've literally seen it, but I'll save that for after. You've seen it yesterday when I walked out of the apartment (laughs) in the dark and was trying to talk to you and then the fucking closet door was open. That's a case that the apartment was dark and the the closet door is black. You would have literally pissed yourself laughing (laughs) if you saw this. Like like we were just mid-conversation and bang, like in my face. I was like, this is ridiculous. Stop me mid-sentence. It was funny. That's all you have to say to that? I don't think I get it. I was walking. I walked into the closet door, Logan. Oh, you walked into the closet door. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what you look for? What'd you think I said? I wasn't entirely sure. I wasn't following. <laughs> anyway, she she slammed into the closet door, which was open, and like almost fell over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I guess not really is... Uh, that's an example that's not, of that is literally not an example of rubbernecking. That's a, no, I think that's, that's an example of not looking where the fuck you're going. Right, but like that's I mean that's kind of like that's what I wanted to look for was instances where people were like rubbernecking, therefore not looking for where where they're going, and then. <laughs> well, I mean, like, uh, no, I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna save this for after because okay. it also ties into my not my topic, just like my story of rubbernecking people. Okay, yeah, cool. So rubbernecking as like a term itself. Just basically means turns one head to stare at something. Turns one head? As Not opposed to both? Four, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where a person, a person turns their head to stare at something in a foolish manner. And then it's also been associated with morbid curiosity, which I thought was hilarious. Morbid curiosity as a term is just a little strange. Aggressive, yeah. It's a little aggressive. It's yeah. very aggressive, but it makes sense. But I, like... The most common instance where you see problems arise with rubbernecking is in like traffic jams and stuff. Obviously, like you go upon an accident and all of a sudden everything's going at a snail's pace, but it's not because anything is obstructing the road at all. It's just there's an accident in the other lane and everybody's like slowing down so that they can see what this accident is about. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, okay. Now that we're here, that is what like I have seen people doing. Um, I have seen people like there was a small car crash. And Buddy was driving by it and looking at it as he went and got himself into a car crash because he was rubbernecking at the car crash. Yeah. Happens. What's the deal with rubberneck car crashes? It sounds like a 70s salesman. That was that was a Seinfeld joke, I think, right? Nice. Nailed it. I've never watched that show. Oh my god. I think that also should be a segment on this where like people use it as a drinking game where Every time you make a pop culture reference or something that I don't get. They're going to be drinking 90% of the time. <laughs> they have to be drinking. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I try. I'm trying. I'm trying to 
Are you? No, not hard enough. You know what? You watched Avatar. I'm proud of you for that. Anyway, sorry. Back to the topic. I'm I'm, I'm diverging. It's fine. I'm this. This is all natural conversation. Don't watch Divergent. It sucks. I think I've seen that. Wow. With the one with the the Shine with the The cat Katniss. No, No, that's the Hunger Games. The Katniss equivalent. Oh yeah, no, that's Divergent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sucks. I kind of feel like they came out at the same time. They kind of did. Anyway, market saturated. Story. Um. Yeah. So. It's also, like, rubbernecking can also be referred to as gaper's block or gaper's delay. And it's <laughs> also uh, called uh, accident gawking. Accident gawking. Mm-hmm. Total wordy. I know. I, I think just rubbernecking is... Yeah, rubbernecking makes a little more sense. What's, uh, what was the first one you said? Gaper's block. What the, what gaper's block. What the hell does gaper's block mean? So I I'm think a, it's like you're, like... Gape jaw, like yeah. mouth wide open, looking at something, and then your brain just kind of shuts down, and you fucking crash into shit. Yeah. That makes sense. It's it's very real. I, like I see people do it all the time. It's nuts. I I, I catch myself doing it when I see someone like you know talking to themselves on the side of the road. Oh, big time! Yeah. <laughs> and I will I will like keep on looking i'll keep fucking rubbernecking mm-hmm. and then i almost walk into like a bush or something seriously yeah <laughs> it sucks and i think like a couple of the things that i briefly looked up explained the psychology behind it being like is it us looking or like our bodies or brains telling us um if this is a threat or not so like you're trying to assess if something is a threat or something isn't a threat but that wouldn't really be applied to the the attractiveness quality like, if the attractive woman walks by or That's somebody. a really, really interesting concept, and I do think that it actually... I, I think for certain things, especially when it is, like, so, somebody doing something out of the ordinary, mm. where, like, I I don't mean to use this as an example, but, like, when there is someone, like, talking to themselves on yeah. the side of the road, it's like, is this person dangerous kind of deal? But at the same time, like, exactly what you said earlier with morbid curiosity, I think that is what applies so much to the car crashes. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you don't want to see somebody literally smushed to death, but, like, you can't look away. No, I know. Exactly. And I think, like, it's it's interesting that it's almost like a... a innate response like mm-hmm. it's something that you don't really catch unless you you're aware that you're doing it do you yeah. know what i mean like it's like oh well shit like i'm looking at this thing that's like super flashy over here regardless of what it is it's a stimulus and then yeah your brain is like you have to assess this in some fashion and then, then you run into something yeah. <laughs> and you're like fuck distraction squirrel yeah seriously <laughs> squirrel so yeah i think um I think it, the the whole concept's a little bit, a little bit interesting. A little bit wonky. I'll just shed like, shout some facts that come along with it as well. Speak me your facts. Um, it says a study on the English M6 motorway found that twenty nine percent of accidents and breakdowns caused slowdowns in in the uninvolved opposite lanes. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, of course <laughs> they cause slowdowns, but in the opposite lanes. In the no, opposite that, makes, that makes total sense. Right? Like, it's just ridiculous. I've, yeah. I've seen it before, too. Like, in, And it's worse, I guess, when you don't have divided highways. Because if it's, like, head-on, head-to-head traffic. places don't have, like, divided highways. Oh, yeah, oh Newfoundland, Newfoundland, my dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've never been. 
That's why there's so many head-on collisions. Actually, unfortunately, like there was one this past week where a big, like two transport trucks collided and both drivers died. R.I.P. It was a huge explosion. Yeah, it was kind of, kind of. Upsetting. They exploded. Like one of them exploded, I believe. Oh my god. Yeah. It's R.I.P. Super rough. Um, <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not laughing at that. Sorry, I was laughing at the R.I.P. Yeah, I know. I know you're not a dick. <laughs> Your name is Richard. <laughs> um, yeah, but another fact, like just quickly, um, according to a two thousand three study, which is pretty fucking old. According um, to a two thousand three in the U.S., rubbernecking was the cause of sixteen percent of distraction-related traffic accidents. Sixteen percent. I feel like that number's shockingly low. I thought it'd be a lot higher, honestly, especially in the states. That was also in two thousand three. I was gonna say, I feel like that's where I feel like texting high. was not super. Oh yeah, I, would, would texting count towards this? I don't know. I mean, distracted driving, but yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, it could be right because <laughs> if you slow down in traffic, you might be more liable to check your phone or whatever. True. So, like, if you just kind of true. I see so many people that, like, I have to cross a crosswalk every day to get to work. And so many people, like, I always hit the I always hit the button so the lights flash. And I'll walk across and there will be somebody with their head down speeding up towards me. And I'm just like, is this it? Is this the end? And then they always stop. Really? I've had more, oper- or more instances where people never stop and I just have to wait until... Well, I've had that too, but usually I'm in the <clears throat> middle of the road at this point. And I'm oh, like, fair. well, am I about to die today? Yeah, that's fair. Yes. Um, and then lastly, I kind of looked into like going back to at the beginning of the story that inspired it where this man was looking at this woman. Um, I couldn't really find anything about like pedestrians like walking across the street and like getting hurt. And this Clear- is such a Clearly you thing. haven't looked at the Pokemon Go injuries. Oh my God. That's <laughs> a, honestly... those. That's interesting. That's the thing. Anyway. But continue. Next. Most of the things that Next came, topic. <laughs> most of the things Do a top that, ten. Top ten. Top, top ten. Top like ten Pokemon Go injuries. Number ten. Oh my god! Yeah, this video is on YouTube. You might not think that it's the way it is, but when she walks into the street, no, sorry, continue. <laughs> That's so funny. Um. Yeah. There's a survey. I'm. I've got my train of thought lost now. It's derailed. But I'm so sorry. It's no. It's fine. I'm. It's the norm around here. Give me your train of thought. Um, a survey by Direct Line Insurance mm-hmm. revealed that 37 percent of the respondents admitted to being distracted by attractive pedestrians. Nice. While 21 percent said billboards showing pictures of attractive men or women are also a distraction. Which I never really thought of. But. Well, I mean, like, we've all seen in, like, you know, movies and stuff or TV shows or commercials and things like that where they're, you know, literally the exact situation where there's a girl walking by in a skirt and the wind blows up and everyone turns to look at her. Yeah. And there's a massive pileup. Yeah. Thousands die. Thousands. <laughs> the mass. <laughs> but yeah, no, like. Yeah. The number. Both seem, like like you said, it seems small and very high. But yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe not as many people might have admitted it. 
Because I feel like these people are the ones that are like actually being like, yes, I am a distraction. Or yeah. I am distracted when I'm driving because yeah. a lot of people would be like... I mean, like that, that's that's the same with literally any statistical we're looking at, which Do you sucks, agree but... with the statistic that they have at the end? Men are more likely to be distracted yes. by 60% admitted to ogling pedestrians, while ogling. 17% claimed they could ogling. not look. Ogling? Ogling. Oogling is when you're like. <laughs> I feel like I feel the same feeling if a man is oogling or ogling at me. If a man is oogling at me, I, that's true. No, you're right. You're right. Oogling sounds more disgusting, <clears throat> and then therefore. You know what? I agree. Let's get let's get ogling switched to oogling. Like <laughs> yeah, no, I. Oogling. I don't know what the the other thing is, but yes, I agree. Yeah. Men ogle women. Too much. Too much. I mean, it happens both ways. Why are they dressed like that, though? Right? I'm kidding. Actually... Dress however the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. I do give a shit. In that, like, I want people to dress what they want. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think that's a good safe bet. Yeah. Um, The last thing is that there's preventative measures. Not necessarily for the attractive people. (laughs) (laughs) But what are the preventative measures? Like preventative measures for like accidents and stuff. So they implemented oh. those like um, oh, what are they called? They're like almost like sheets that they put up around the cars and stuff. Dividers. Yeah, just like to kind of shield the general public from looking at yeah, yeah, what's yeah. happened. Yeah, but which people just still look at anyway. But oh, I mean, yeah, like you'll sure. you'll look less long at a sheet than you would at like at an open blazing fire in a car. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. But much less shiny. The Shining. Oh, shit. That's much less shiny. Oh. I thought you said that's like The Shining, and I was like, there is a wrecked car on fire in The Shining, but that's an obscure reference. And then, okay, I have a last little tidbit. Have you seen The Shining? No. Oh, wait, yes, I have. Whoa, really? With the girls, and they hold their hands in that weird, like, motel thingy. Come play with us, Danny. Mm -hmm. I think I just said the wrong kid's name, but anyway, I've... Yeah. Maybe. Cool. Cool. Yeah, if you've seen it. I think I've seen it. It's a really strange, like, it's... It's a horror movie. I know, but it was, like, filmed in somewhere relevant, like Canada, wasn't it? (laughs) Somewhere (laughs) relevant, like Canada! (laughs) The only time that sentence has ever been said. Um, (laughs) I'm actually not entirely sure where it was filmed. I want to say Vancouver, but that's probably wrong. Yeah, I feel like it's somewhere in, like, the mountain. Well, it is obviously because he the man goes away to help his writer's block. Is right? Is that is that what happened? More or less, yeah. No, you you've seen it anyway. Sorry, what what's the last little tidbit you got for me? So from from the rubbernecking, I like followed that thought trail, and uh, I got onto Reddit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> me too. And I'll just leave you with this because most of the freaking Google articles that came up were basically explaining how um when i looked at the attractiveness that what to do when my boyfriend looks at other people (laughs) and it was like is it considered cheating if my is it considered cheating yeah if my my if my partner is looking at other people as we walk down the street that's some goddamn insecurity right there well i feel like there's a line because if your partner is like running into shit because they're looking at somebody else while okay, you're enough. walking with them. And anyone that I've ever been with, I've been like, holy shit, you see that? And they turn around and they're like, god damn, yeah. you're right. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, okay. No, I but guess, if, like, if you're both not on board, I guess it would be kind of weird, but... Yeah. Nah. So this is one of the Reddit things, okay? Okay. This guy, I'm assuming it's a guy. I shouldn't even assume that. No, it's as most guys do, so yes, it's a guy. Um, <laughs> it's called, I want to learn how to not look at other women. Look at it. No, right. And then never, he never. says... Okay, so I've been dating my girlfriend for four years, and I love her like crazy, but the whole time I always look at other girls not to date. But in a split second, I think about them and their attractiveness, whether they would like me, picture them naked. Basically, I do what every girl thinks most guys do constantly. I just want to learn how to control my sex-loving brain, because I think (laughs) these thoughts are just a distraction and take away from the time that I could be thinking about other things. Chop off your dick, bro. But that wouldn't help either. I'm but teasing. Most, I'm teasing. Most of the people that have responded to this are just basically like, dude, like, this is natural. Like, uh, well, I was going to say, if you can't control your sexual urges when you look at somebody, that's called turning into a rapist. Yeah, that's a little... If you... It, like, look at people. You're more than welcome to look yeah. at people. Picture them naked. Who the fuck cares? But if you pursue that. Yeah, it's about like the actions yeah. that precede that. Everyone looks at everyone naked. That's how it is. I don't know. Do you? What? Look at people naked? No, but like look at somebody and be like, <laughs> oh my god, what do you look like naked? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Yeah. There's like, that's just basically your human th- sure. thing. Like you have attractive people that are around all the time and you're like it's weird not to not not to acknowledge that but yeah. also it's also super fucking weird if you pursue that all the it's, time it's weird if you it's weird if you actively pursue it there's there's no harm in just like you know picturing whatever don't don't go wanking off to the next person well, exactly, that walks by yeah. you on the street. and don't be super sketchy to this. don't be sketchy yeah especially if it's like walking that was good. Um, sketchy and walking brings me oddly to my topic. Hey everyone, it's me, Richard. Um, just wanted to add a quick little disclaimer before we get into this topic, as it is about cult and cult-like behavior. I am absolutely not an expert in any way, shape, or form. Um, what I'm saying and what I'm referring to here is mostly my opinion on these things. Uh, so take everything that I say with just a grain of salt. Um, again, I'm not stating necessarily facts. I'm just stating what I think I know and uh, what my opinion on it is. Thank you. Enjoy. Okay. So I had originally wanted to go into Raelianism. Ah, but of course. Uh, for those of you who don't know... Raelianism is a cult uh, that believe it's it's a UFO based cult uh, where they believe that like the Elohim, which are basically aliens, angels combined into one thing, will come and like take us. Like church as well, like churchy alien. No, churchy. Yes, the Jesusy alien. So so churchy angels. Yeah. So okay. like in in uh, in the Elohim Elohim in the uh, the Raelianism lore, like Muhammad, Jesus, uh, fucking what's his name from the Mormons, John Smith. What? Never mind. Uh, they're all they're all like prophets to the Elohim, and then Rael himself is like the fifth prophet or something like that. Anyway, we're not we're not getting into Raelianism today. 
I admittedly did not do enough research on it. So we're going to circle back and do it again? We'll, we'll, we'll circle back and do it at some point. Nice. Um, and by didn't do enough research, I mean, like, literally today I forgot that I was supposed to record. And I haven't actually picked out a topic. So today instead we're going to be talking about cults. Nice. Okay. I like this. Yeah. Uh, so again, this is going to be one of those more discussion-y topics because I didn't do any research. Actually, this is great because I just finished the uh, Keep Sweet and Pray on oh, the Bay fuck yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So. Um, so I guess like to begin with in this topic, we are going to be talking about cults. Uh, for anyone listening, I guess disclaimer that there's probably going to be some like sexually explicit, uh, probably some like violence and suicide and stuff. So upsetting topics. Upsetting yeah. topics. So this is your this is your warning. Um, anyway, moving right on to cults, I think that most people have at least a general idea of what a cult is. General idea. Um, landing in, like, the, the very, very basic idea is that there is some sort of leader that pushes you towards some sort of end goal. Yeah, so salvation is a very, very good word for it, actually. Um, t- towards some sort of salvation that they themselves almost have full control over. Um, so the, the most famous cult, at least, like, since the 80s, is Jonestown. Um, we've probably all heard about that, the Jonestown Massacre. Drank the Kool-Aid, yeah. like 400 people dead or something like that. Uh, massive tragedy, of course. Insane. Like, like literally 400 men, women, children dead. Because this one guy believed that it would lead to their salvation. So, we're going to take kind of the key concepts of what a cult is what a cult leader kind of needs to be, whether we consider them to be a serial killer or at least a sociopath, and how that relates to modern politics and religion. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So There's a lot of layers to unpack there. There's a lot of layers. Again, I didn't prepare any of this. I'm very sorry. So we'll just get started, I guess. Yeah, that is necessary for this topic. So I guess to begin with, um, what do you guys know about cults? Like, if I if I was to ask you guys what you think of when I say, what is a cult? You go first. Me go first. You go first. You go first. Oh, God. Um, put me on the spot. You do, I'm, not, I'm not looking for some deep answer. It's the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, just one narcissistic dude. Yeah, manipulation, for sure. Cool. Like, mass manipulation. Mm-hmm. And I, like, feel like it's not at all... Like, like some people on the outside, obviously, it's super quick. Like, we're super quick to be like, you guys are actually stupid. Like, what are you doing? But when you've grown up in a situation where that's the only thing you know. Like, that's mm-hmm. literally the only thing you know. You think that your whole life is to be delivered to... Yeah. The coming of Christ. So, like, of course, you're going to... Absolutely. And, like, not all cults are religion. I A mm-hmm. lot of them are religion. Um, so, like, a very, very easy one to kind of hone in on this sort of situation is Scientology. Oh, yeah. If they come and try and kill me, we know I got something right. Um, but but, but Scientolo- Scientology itself is such a crazy thing that deserves this entire own episode i'm not willing to dive into the entirety of scientology tonight but 
it's very, very much a situation of, like you said, manipulation, um, like total control of one dude, basically. It's a cult where you literally have to pay to get in and to, like, increase yourself in the ranks of the cult. Um, it's a really, really dangerous society because, like like, like you said, TJ, um, a lot of the time it's people that are vulnerable it's people that don't have anywhere else to turn it's people that think that this is all that they have and they turn that need the shepherd well exactly the sheep that's that's a perfect way was that from the pot from the from the documentary no was that just you yeah oh that's good that's good but yeah no it's it's literally that exact situation where it's the sheep that needs the shepherd it's people that are vulnerable have nowhere to turn to so these like cult leaders who are masters of manipulation, masters of getting people to believe what they are saying. They draw these people in because they promise all these things. Like, they're used car salesmen. Yeah. <laughs> literally, they are used car salesmen. They, they promise these things like, you shall live forever in Eden <laughs> if you give to me all of your money. That's of course, yes, you have to pay. <laughs> but that's not the important part. You shall live with the angels, <laughs> the vibrato in your vocals. That's it. That, that's a, that's like a fucking. What do, what do they call those uh, televangelists? Yeah, I know what you mean. You bring in those tithes to the church. You bring them in during the pandemic because the church needs them more than you do. Anyway, yeah. uh, I, I think for, total disclaimer here. I think televangelists are literally there's evil in the word and. Bam! It's it's not, but anyway, uh, they're they're terrible people, horrible people. Anyway, and like cult leaders, it's these people that draw in the crowds. They're usually incredibly charismatic. Um, again, sort of sort of in a similar line to serial killers, which we will also get into in a further topic. But I don't feel like diving into that today either. Yeah, that's fair. This is broad. This is this is so broad. I'm so sorry. I really didn't do any research. It's good. No, it's, this, it's good. It's it, kind of like it's a discussion. This leads to further topics, sure. right? But like, cult leaders manipulate the people that are under them. They get people to do what they want. A lot of the time, it ends up into being like weird sex stuff. We're not yeah, gonna, we're, we're not going to dive super super deep into that right now. But um. I guess if I if I was to ask you, it, like, do you know anything about any of the prominent cults? So, like, Scientology definitely a big one. Jonestown back in the day, big one. Um, well, yeah, yeah, big one. Raelianism is on a little different thing because they they're they're actually pretty good people from all I can tell. Yeah, Luna is squealing. So the one that's like most prominent for me right now, anyways, is the. Fundamentalists of the Latter-day Saints, which I just finished watching on Netflix. The... Which I'm going to tell you right now, I know zero things about, so give me... I can give you a taste give it, give me of a taste. knowledge! Give me knowledge! <laughs> so basically, um, yes, again, rooted in, in religion. Once again, our brother in Christ. Um, Jesus, our brother in Christ. But there's so many little facets to this to this community of people because I think for the most part they were led to believe that this was a very very good community Mm -hmm. everybody like lifted each other up of course there's that thing where everybody has so many wives of course um 
that like most of the U.S. at the time didn't really like. Like polygamy is still kind of looked at in the in the southern states. Like, What's a, like, eh. what like what year was this started? Uh, I'm not particularly sure. What, what year did the documentary take place? Because like I, I literally know nothing. It about just came this. out to this year. No, no, I know that, but I mean like when did the cult is the cult still going is... I, yeah oh okay shit okay well it, it's well it's still going but there's there's things so the prophet's currently in prison i believe oh shit so what what well the documentary starts off with talking about rulon or raylon no fuck you always you you thought it was Rayleigh the Rayleigh. I was thinking Raylanism, but this is Raylon. This right? is Rulon. So Rulon. It's, it's R H, I believe. So Rulon, oh. Rulon Jeffs. He was like Rulon this... Musk. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> We're gonna get canceled. Um, the Rulon Jeffs guy was the prophet, and he had like something upwards of like sixty plus wives. He died when he was upwards of 80 90 wow. years old okay and he had wives everywhere from his age to 18 Oof. well i mean at least it's 18 well this is this is another <laughs> thing that the documentary kind of dives into is like things like once he died everybody was saying that you know rulon would never die he would never die and yeah. once he died and didn't come back to life or didn't it, come back. Then suddenly everyone goes, wait do do? a minute. But you'd think, so some people were like, okay, wait, wait a minute. Like, yeah, like that. But others were like, well, what do we do now? Because they, for this entire time, were led by this one man. And yep. this one, one, you know, set of, of I don't want to say tenants, but like, you know what I mean? Sure, like sure, like sure, rules sure. that they can, what Tenet, they can and can't tenants. do. Um, and so when... Something dies in, you know, in in, real in nature. Yeah. <laughs> if they're like, you know, in, with um, with like monkeys and stuff, if, mm. if the alpha or the matriarch die, then there's like a weird pecking order established afterwards trying to figure out who's going to take charge. There's an entire, I, I will talk about it later, but uh, it's a Jane Goodall documentary, documented monkey war. You know, I want to say like the Congo or something. Do not quote me on that. I do not remember the exact thing. I'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's wild. I love Jane. She's great. She's great. But yeah, so basically like this whole thing happened where a new prophet had to be like emerge. And so this, this insert Warren Jeff, one of Rulon's Warren Jeff. sons. And so when he came in, he was kind of awkward. He was kind of like not really into like, he, very, very strange man. Sure. Um, didn't really have many leadership qualities, but he then took over and manipulated the fuck out of everybody for the rest of his thing. So literally going off that, uh, like I clearly said before, we're going to see how this loops into both modern politics and religion. Manipulating the fuck out of people. Everybody, yeah. Sound familiar? That's right. Joe, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, Joe. No, but like, I mean, I, I really don't want to dive too deeply into politics in this because like, that's a whole other thing. I, I am going to, I, I'm going to say very, very firmly where I sit in the politic, the political thing. We're Canadian. Yep. We hey. don't, we, we, we aren't, we aren't part of the American politics, though it does affect us up here. 
but I'm going to say, like, I'm firmly not on the Republican side. That shit's nonsense. They just literally today they overturned Roe and Wade. Not not diving into that. It's bullshit. I don't want to talk about it. I'm upset. I'm also upset. Um, Very upset. But master manipulation. Turning people to believe in this sort of like end goal. Sound familiar when we talk about a certain orange man? A Cheeto. A Cheeto, if you will. But yeah, so like there's so much today in the conspiracy theories and like actual real life stuff that's happening that so heavily involves cult-like behavior amongst politics, amongst like gathered religion and stuff like that. Um, We can see an entire section of it. Do do you guys know anything about Pizzagate? No. No. Okay. So it was this entire belief that there was this massive like underground cult underneath this pizza shop that was like the sex cult that the, I want to say it was like the Democrats were trafficking children to shed their blood for the overlords of people. It's, it's total bullshit. The whole thing is fucked up and it's an entire different conspiracy theory to dive down. So I've talked about a lot of things to dive down to today. We have a lot to, um, to dive into at a later date. I'm not going to make any promises and say I actually will dive into these at any point, but like they're, they're very big topics that I would recommend people look into themselves. Um, this one in particular, um, just... It's, it, it's the political cult. It, it's the belief that, like, your leader, mm-hmm. who, again, not naming names, but a certain orange man, has led these people to, like, January 6th. Anyone yeah. remember anything that happened exciting on that it's day? only fear? It's, it's a combination of fear. It's a combination of ancestral belief. It's a combination of religion. It's such a big massive topic that is so hard to explain and such a small thing that I'm almost upset I brought it here today. (laughs) But it literally is just so many facets that determine this one thing. But suddenly, you've got, like, you grow up in a town. Your beliefs are X, X, X. Suddenly, you've got a politician who has become the president. Mm -hmm. And he represents the things that you have believed your entire life. So you're validated. You're validated. And not only that, suddenly you're in contact with all these other people across the internet who believe the same thing. And you become more validated through that. And you realize, you know what? Everyone else was wrong. I wasn't wrong. Yeah. This is right. The president agrees with me. And it just, it delves into such an insane crazy like cult-like behavior where people become violent people become like give up their lives for this goal basically and literally reading like reading leading into the next little bit of this religion Mm -hmm. religion has been the same way for so many years i know people have found salvation through religion people have found their lives through religion and like i think there's a lot of good that can come of religion there's also a lot of bad that can come from religion. I think if you don't acknowledge both sides of it either, you're naive. Absolutely. Right. And that that's like you can believe something, you can you can embody like you I, you can be a Christian, you can be whoever you want to be. And but if you if you ignore the the shitty parts that you're like 
your beliefs have led to, it's therefore not validating people's experiences who've had shitty experiences within the church within religion right absolutely and like more and more and more and more these days as all these like atrocities the churches and religions and stuff have committed are brought up you can really really just take a step back and look at all the things you've seen like i grew up i i I grew up catholic Mm -hmm. i i was in a very very small community had a fantastic church where like all the people we would go to these church gatherings, church lunches and stuff like that, fantastic people. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people have had situations like that. But like when a Bible commands that you are like destined to hell unless you are following these exact things and like they, they changed it a lot since the Old Testament. I'm a historian at heart. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the Old Testament was basically like, Yo, you're fucked from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, try and get out of this. No, you can't. You can't. And then they realized that the, the Muslim religion was like, hey, live your life well and you'll be granted heaven afterwards. And then they were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we messed up. We got to change shit up. So it has changed itself and it continually changes itself. But people don't realize that it readapts itself to what the people want. And you know what that's called? manipulation mm-hmm. but i'm not i'm not gonna dive into this i don't want to sway people one way or the other well no i think it's important to talk about though because like realistically Absolutely. like but this this before we literally do get into this this topic is about cults right and i don't i, no, I, 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 I know, don't I want to say organized religion is a cult because like maybe it is but we're not gonna get into that no no i i just want to say that a lot of cults use organized religion to manipulate vulnerable people that have nowhere else to turn into this stage of life, whatever they want to call it. I think, though, like, you're very right, but it's very divisive. And I think, like, that's that's the cult behavior. Of course. It's, It's isolating a group of people to believe a certain thing to achieve a goal within... Yeah. That's usually self-serving for the profit, or it's so—it's so 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 often self-serving for the profit, and it always turns out to be this kind of thing, which we will dip back into Raelianism right now, where Rael himself claims that he is the fourth or fifth prophet uh, after Jesus, Muhammad, and John Smith, and that's not his name. I'm so sorry, Mormons. You guys are great people. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, he, he, he claims that he is the only person that can make contact with the Elohim. And it's always this way with the prophets. It's just, They're like, I'm the only one who can speak yeah. to Jesus. I'm the only one who can do this. And it leads to this further manipulation of the people that blindly follow this. Right. And like, I say blindly follow, and that's such a broad, shitty term for this, because there's like genuine brainwashing... So many of these cults have people working like manual labor and stuff like that. And gaslighting. And gaslighting so many hours of the day so that the person is absolutely exhausted and cannot like think further than this thing. Sound like capitalism? Because baby, we're there. Um, But no, it's just, anyway, I, I, I really... I really don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not an expert in this thing. I'm just kind of stating facts that I've heard, and I'm an observational You're human. Exploring, so. exploring is 
is a good thing though. Like like I said, like it's important to talk about it. But I'm gonna raise this question. Yeah. So this whole like cult behavior mentality manipulation thing, um, is it only Netflix worthy if the behavior is not socially acceptable? Ooh. Netflix worthy? Like, I or don't... like worthy of being like, that is a cult for sure because this is what this happened and this they are marrying 16-year-olds with 70-year-olds. That's not socially acceptable. But things like, mm. I don't know, things that happen in today's society where it we believe them as like, oh, this is just an every other day thing, yeah. but it's also an act of manipulation. That... Is a tough one because no news sells like bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, uh... I guess that's where the term cult kind of gets really broad, right? Because like people would look at gym culture as being a bit of a cult, mm. or like CrossFit as being like a bit of a cult, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's just people who look for some aspect in their life to belong to, and they'll gravitate toward that, and they kind of it overcomes them at sometimes. Like it sort of becomes their their personality trait almost yeah 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 um that's interesting yeah it's just but is it only absurd when it's things that you would not normally see i don't think i don't think it's so much absurd i just think that it's more newsworthy Mm. you know no one wants to hear about a a good commune that's working together and loving their life right and costa rica literally just aiming towards being better people yeah no one wants to hear about that stuff um, I had a fun little thing to end this off with that had absolutely nothing about it, but now I can't find it, and I'm very upset about that. <laughs> um, Before you ask that, I'm going to ask one more question. Yeah. Do you think influencers are cult leaders, or like in their own respect? Leaders? Or like have their own cults? Like, you know, like in the in the modern day social media and whatever else, like you have people who are influencers. Yeah. I don't want to like name names and stuff, but you know, people who are very in influential on the internet, especially like on YouTube in the early days. Yeah, I I think that it's a very similar vibe. It's like when you're and again, I'm not saying all influencers or anything like this. No, it's but not like, like it's not like some like malicious people, either. Some some well some, some people. Some some people are totally willing to just totally take advantage of the people that follow them. For their own monetary, personal, professional gains, whatever. And some people are totally willing to do that. And I think I think that is the mindset of a cult leader. Whether it's the same thing or not, that's a whole different situation. But like I think it's in the same vibe. I mean the influencers would just sort of be like a watered down version, I guess, of you know, yeah. the, the cult leader. If you want to take a look at it from like an even grander view of it, look say at the influencers as being the prophets of this particular like sect of whatever so yeah and it's it's interesting because you'd think that in terms of like the the flds the 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 one that was looking or watching that the down of 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 the prophet would then cause disarray people would dismantle and maybe be like oh well i guess i have to go find my job now because welcome to jonestown where they all committed suicide well they didn't well some people knowingly committed anyway continue sir but like if if their leader like what again with the with the sheep analogy once the shepherd is gone where did the sheep go so you'd think that with with the death of of a leader that the sheep would kind of be like oh well I'm just going to go wander over here now until somebody else collects me. 
But in terms of influencers, once somebody gets canceled, what happens? Uh, they latch on to the next new trend that comes out because we have the attention spans of goldfish. Right, but I feel like in, I guess, like in this in this aspect... Have of any it, of you heard of the trial of Amber Heard and Johnny Depp? All, <laughs> all what's on the news, yeah. But, but, no, very, very similar. That's, that's a very good point to bring up and it kind of relates into the modern era, but... Um, you want to you want to end things on a bit of a lighter note? Sure, I have something funny too. But okay, you go you go first. No, no, you go first. So we'll we'll keep it the. Okay, so I think it'd be really really cool if we like. <laughs> every Should time start we... a commune. No, every <laughs> oh, <laughs> no! shit. Every time we we do an episode, we figure out what the latest article for Florida Man is. Oh my god! Okay, do you, do you have one? Today's for Florida Man article is. I'll just read the headline. Yeah, yeah, then... yeah. Florida Man. Who won two million dollars of lottery credits? Holy shit! He, Wait for he, it. he he says like when he says like oh thank you like my mom dad whatever he thanks his pregnant dog and it's a sausage dog, and he, <laughs> he said I still can't believe it. The lottery winner said this is life changing, but I'm definitely gonna get Ivy a new kennel. <laughs> So it was actually kind of wholesome today. All right, that's, wholesome that's the most wholesome Florida man I've ever heard. Um, so funny enough that you brought up sausage dog. <laughs> um, I, I I've got a thing from weird mythology. Uh, yeah, weird medieval. Sorry. Okay. Uh, in the early 15th century, Edward II, Duke of York, wrote a list of 1,126 names he considered to be suitable for dogs. Highlights from the list include nosewise, nosewise, garlic, stop, garlic spelled G A R L I K, pretty man, pretty man, Gaylord, ah, Norman, that's a good one, and filth with filth? an e at the end. Oh yes, because that makes it elegant. Filth. filth. It's pronounced filthy. E, it's pronounced filthy. The e at the end is just the way of putting your pinky up yeah i I literally had like 15 names and those are in my notes that i didn't bring today so here we are you said you didn't do any research oh my god you lied i literally just realized i did bring my bag that has my notes i i didn't i didn't do notes for this but i did copy down the 15 dogs names (laughs) so you have a piece of paper in your book bag that literally has 15 dogs names like notes What was it? Nosewise. 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 One second. Luna, I'm going to rename you as Nosewise. Did you ever come to record a podcast, realize that you forgot your notes, and then halfway through the podcast, realize that you remembered your notes? I totally forgot that I had these here with me. Uh, Okay. Uh, We've got Grimbold. Oh, spelt? Uh, G R I M B O L D. Oh, e? there be an A in there. No, there's an E. Stike fast. <laughs> Welly found. Welly found? Tully molly. <laughs> Crampet. And Bonnie found. Can we go back a second? I want Tully Wally. Tully Wally? Tully Wally. Tully Mully. Tully Mully. Tully Mully. What did, what did, what did you want to go back a sec? Crampet. There's an A in there, not a U, not crumpet. Crampet? Oh, it's Crampet. C R A M P E T T E. Thank oh! you for that extra E. Thank you. 
And Bonnie Font. Bonnie Font. Anyway, that, that's all I've got. That's perfect. Sorry, guys. Today was a little bit off the top. Uh, Don't be sorry. This is a great episode, I think. It's a moderately mediocre podcast. And... Your hosts? No. What do you want me to do? What the do thing you, you always do. Oh, ah, right. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary folk, I really think that you should do your own research before uh, believing anything that I say or anybody says on the internet because it's a scary place full of people who are full of manipulation. Don't fall into a cult. Thank you. And, and with that. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for And your for hosts, listening. Richard and TJ and... Peanut Gallery. Crack canoe. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye.